0: Okay, and we're back, and we're going to be talking to a possible candidate for the U.S. Senate primary race that's coming up. As Senator Rob Portman has announced that he will not be running for re-election, and it leaves that seat open. And of course, there's already three candidates who have declared on the Republican side of the ticket. Uh, and of course, this is the Senate race in 2022, so it's uh, coming quickly, and uh, it's going to be very interesting here in Ohio. As of course, there'll be national implications for the. U.S. Senate race here in Ohio, as the balance of power in Washington is going to be at stake. Uh, Also, if you missed our uh, interview with uh, Cleta Mitchell, you want to go to our website hear it in its entirety. That's at OhioCA.org. We're talking about election reform and also some new provisions will be moving through the Ohio legislature to help safeguard Ohio's future elections as well. Well, to introduce my next guest, Mike Gibbons, I'd like to go to a piece that actually is out on his Facebook page, and it tells a little bit about his story. Let's listen to that.
1: I was born right here. Cleveland. When I was a kid we lived in the upstairs of this double house I'm Mike Gibbons. My dad was a high school teacher and a wrestling coach and he taught us the importance of hard work. I had a paper route, I worked a bandsaw on a factory floor and I poured concrete. One day I came home from college only to find that my dad wasn't home. I asked my mom where he was, she said at work. Money was tight and my dad had lost his second job and had taken on another at a car wash. That's where I found him, my hero wiping down bumpers to earn extra money to support our family. I swore at that moment that I'd do whatever it took to ensure that my family was financially secure. I worked my way up in business, eventually starting my own company that employs hardworking Ohioans and invests in our community. Focusing on family, hard work, and a willingness to take risk has helped me achieve my American dream. These are some of the principles that made America great. We're facing tough times. We need to get our economy working again. We need to strengthen our families. We need to reclaim our liberty and the principle of personal responsibility. Over the next few weeks, I'm going to be traveling throughout Ohio, listening to your concerns and answering your questions. I've achieved my American dream. We need men and women of principle who are willing to invest in America again, to help others achieve their American dream. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. I'm Mike Gibbons, I hope you'll join me in this fight.
0: And again, uh, our guest, Mike Gibbons, a Cleveland businessman who is considering another run for U.S. Senate. He was a candidate in 2018 in the primary. He did very well as a first-time candidate, and we're going to talk to him. Mike, welcome to the program.
2: Thanks for having me, Chris.
0: Well, thanks, Mike, for taking some time. And you know, I encourage people to visit your Facebook page and actually see that video because I think it really tells the story of uh, your background, what your interest is, what your passions are. And it's a short little video, but I think it's very effective. You know, Mike, uh, when you ran the first time, and I was pulling off some uh, some of the election data from 2018. Of course, you were a first-time candidate, and at that time, President Trump actually got in uh, to the race in the primary, and he and your opponent uh jim renacy at the time who was a congressman uh he was leaving uh congress and he was running for the u.s senate and uh he was uh, the endorsed candidate but you did very well as a first time statewide uh, first time candidate ever your thoughts on reflection of your first run
2: <laughs> well um you know i i i'm good friends with jim renacy and uh, i don't think it was a Uh, campaign he wanted to enter into. He was talked into it largely to move him out of the race against Mike DeWine. Uh, And uh, he was promised certain things, and one of those things he was promised was the support of Donald Trump. Um, The crazy thing, uh, Chris, is that I was Donald Trump's finance co-chair in 2016, gave him a significant amount of money for me, and raised a significant amount of money for him, and spent probably gave 30 40 speeches across the state particularly to suburban Republican women's groups about how uh, you know what they have to do is focus on what he accomplished not so much on what he tweets and uh, and yet he ended up uh, you know endorsing my opponent I, I just had the opportunity a couple of weeks ago to tell him that for the first time face to face in a in a small meeting down in In uh, at Trump International in uh, in West Palm Beach, and it was uh, he he kind of didn't know what to say, (laughs) but it was uh, it was an interesting campaign, and I I enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, You know, I've I've often said this, but you know, a lot of uh, a lot of candidates end up with uh, with a problem. Uh, because they're not around their families or their, or, or their wife as much as they usually are, because they're traveling and campaigning, and uh, just the opposite happened with with Diane and 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 me because uh, uh, she came with me on about 90% of my trips, and and uh, it was it was like we were dating again. So it was it was a good experience personally, and I met terrific people all over the state. Uh, what I found though, Chris, is and the reason I think we won you know thirty eight counties uh, in and in, 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 in only campaign for six months is that people like to hear people they're telling the truth and uh, and and you know that's that's what I specialize in and that's what I'm always gonna do and we we're in a pretty screwed up uh, country right now and and we're gonna have to uh, uh, you know reaffirm the principles the American principles that got us where we are. It makes me crazy to hear people say that this country is evil or or we should atone for our past sins. Um, frankly, every country in Europe should every day, every individual lives there should get down on their hands and knees and and thank God for the fact that the United states exists. Uh, we're a force for good in the world, and anybody that says differently is uh, is is a liar and 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 frankly, I question their motives.
0: Well, that's right. Uh, We have a lot of enemies against this, uh, our country, against our... our, our republic, and, uh, and as the Constitution says, enemies foreign and domestic. There are people that are here that work against the greater interest and the greater good of the United States of America as we grew up and knew. And I want to say, point that out, Mike. I mean, you're really an Ohio guy. Uh, you're anything but a carpetbagger. I mean, you, this is your home. This is where you were raised, and this is where you have uh, you you lived. In fact, St. Ignatius High School is where you went to high school. Got your bachelor's degree at Kenyon College. Uh, you graduated from Case Western Reserve University and Cleveland State University in law, and, you know, this is, uh, and of course, your, your business interests, I mean, you've, you've helped Ohioans, uh, you've been, uh, a, you know, you actually have a great skill uh, in uh, money finance, and uh, in my opinion, God's gifted you, uh, not everyone has the same gifts, but you have, but you've, you've been generous with your gifts, Mike, you've been a, a generous man. Uh, and again, you know, you've not been a politician, you've not run for public office, you've actually supported those who you thought had the the right uh, interest in running for public office. In fact, you, you know, your opponent previously, uh, Jim Renese, you supported him when he was in Congress, you financially supported him, so, you know, uh, lots of these guys, and in, in fact, the president as well, and so... Uh, You've been into a number of uh, uh, your old alma mater, you know, has been a benefactor of your uh, uh, financial gifts and contributions. I know you won't say that, but, you know, again, I think it, it bears reckoning of your generosity. But now you're saying, look, I'm looking at the country as it is. I'm looking for my kids, my grandkids, and I'm concerned about the future. So you haven't made a decision yet, and I know you're on kind of a fact-finding mission to get out there again and meet with people, and I think that's the way to do it, almost like a listening tour, and you're getting out there and meeting with people. And I saw another event where you're going to be at uh, next month, but uh, you're out there meeting with people right now. What are you hearing?
2: Well, um, I'm getting a, a pretty good response. We did the last time. Uh, you know, I, I, I think um, I, my advantage is when I can actually meet people and talk to them. And, uh, and, and, and that's what I'd like to do if, you know, there's 13 months right now until the primary. And, uh, the last time the first speech I gave was, uh, the December before the May primary. Uh, I have a lot of time now. I, you know, I, the idea of going out on the speaking tour or speaking tour and and actually speaking to voters in the state was to, to kind of convince myself that I wanted to run. And uh, and that's a big decision. I I um, I've got five kids and five grandkids. Uh, the time I'm happiest is is when I'm with my family and this, uh, you know, this campaign and then potentially winning the office uh, would take me away from that. And, and it's a decision I have to make. I've got a couple of pretty successful businesses and uh, and they're you know, doing well. Um, I think you know I could step away from those without it impacting the uh, the employees and, and my partners and, and you know they're happy that I, that I w- if I want to do that I can uh, but it's a big decision it's it is a you know it's a life-changing decision. I love Cleveland I love Ohio. Uh, the idea of going off to Washington uh, is, is not something that uh, that I'm excited about and and you, Really stated it in a nutshell, Chris. I, I'm doing this for my kids and my grandkids, and because I don't like the direction this country's going in. Uh, it's the, the, you know, the, every idea the Democrats propose is crazier than the last. Uh, and oftentimes you wonder if they're just joking. And unfortunately, they're not. And, uh, you know, it's, it's reached the point where we've got to get our, head on our shoulders in this country and, and, and recognize that free markets and, and freedom uh, and uh, small government and, and, and focusing on our families on, on, uh, on hard work and on, on God uh, is where what got this country in, in the position it's in right now, and it is the greatest country in the world, and anybody that denies that just doesn't have any sense.
0: We're talking with Mike oh, Gibbons. 18. We're talking with Mike Gibbons. Mike is considering a, a, a run in the Senate primary for the U.S. Senate. Uh, right now there are three declared candidates that have officially declared. Uh, Mike is still considering. Mike, uh, you know, last time you ran, it was against Sherrod Brown two years ago in 2018. Right. Of course, you were in the primary, but he was the opponent, Sherrod Brown. Now this seat with uh, an open seat as uh, Senator Portman is stepping down, uh, now it's... Um, You're running against the ideas of the Democratic Party because you don't know who the opponent would be if you were to win the primary and to be the party's nominee in November. But yet you're running against the ideas of the Democratic left, which is running havoc right now in Washington, whether it's the election law that we just spoke about uh, last hour, H.R. Uh, 1, which is a wish list of the Democrats. So Basically, in the in the words of uh, some Congress people, it would ensure Democratic rule for the next hundred years. I mean, it's so lopsided and so one-sided and giving them everything that they could imagine and basically uh, polluting... Which have voter integrity, it would pollute the system to their advantage. Uh, You have H.R. 5, which is the Equality Act, which is a very... Uh, aggressive and uh, exaggerated and over-the-top type of uh, uh, civil rights uh, for LGBTQ persons that it encroaches into uh, areas of uh, the faith institutions, of churches, of uh, religious societies in our public schools, and, and really in the face of Americans across the board, forcing the issue. Uh, you know Whether it's an issue of tolerance or not, it, it basically polices it um, with enforcement and uh, basically, it's, it's an affront to everything we believe in this country. These are just some of the radical things. And, of course, the uh, outrageous spending, the $1.9 trillion uh, uh, relief package, but basically was padded with all kinds of payouts uh, to Democratic states and to unions and to Planned Parenthood, anything but COVID relief. Uh, you're going to be right. running against that agenda. What, how are you setting up for that in the event that you do declare?
2: Well, I can tell you there isn't much that, uh, that the Democrats have done that I agree with. And, uh, you know, I, I am, uh, I, I'm a conservative from top to bottom. And I'm not a conservative because, I, you know, I don't like certain people of certain races or I, I uh, don't like certain people of certain religions. And I'm a conservative because conservatism works. It's always worked. I'm not a liberal because liberalism has never worked. And uh, it's, it's apparent that most of the Democrats have never taken a history course. Um, but but what you know, what I intend to do is, is fight my way through this primary and uh, and I will probably face somebody like Tim Ryan. And unfortunately, Tim Ryan's going to have to own all these ridiculous bills uh, that, that the, the Democrat Party is is put before Congress.
0: Well, he's vo- uh, he's, he's voted for most. Him. He's voted for most of them, Mike. So as yes, a congressman he currently, he, he's my congressman in the 13th district. So he can't run from his uh, record. He's he actually <laughs> has a voting record, right? He voted for him.
2: Right. And 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 Chris, I believe that this country is absolutely appalled with what's going on. Now the reality is, about half the people don't pay any attention to anything that's going on. Uh, as far as politics go. But, but this should start affecting them. Tax rates are going to go up. I think you're going to see, uh, you know, if, if, if they get their way, we're, it's going to affect this economy. Uh, at some point, you can only print so many dollars out of thin air, because that's what the Fed is doing right now, before it has an, an inflationary impact. I, uh, You know, I think within the next year and a half, you're going to see an economy that right now I think is you – know, you, the, the stock market isn't necessarily a good proxy for how the market is, uh, for, for how the world is viewing you know, the future of the American economy. Um, and, and it can term, turn on a dime. The stock market's at new highs, uh, but it's largely due to the fact that we're printing so much, um, so many dollars, and in, 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 it's never been true like this before. Uh, we aren't borrowing the money with, with government bonds, as we typically have done in the past. It's the Fed just basically issuing dollars out of thin air. The, the only impact, because you know basically inflation is caused by uh, when you have too many dollars chasing too few goods. The, the goods aren't changing, but the dollars are. Consequently, prices are going to go up. And it, they could go up radically. Uh, I think all economists are unsure of what it's going to do to interest rates because of the way they're doing it. But I can tell you we could have a tremendous economic uh, problem here in the, in the near term. So obviously, I would be able to run on that. But just the bills and the executive orders that have been, that have been passed and, and issued, uh, I, I have an awful lot of material uh, to attack the Tim Ryans of the world. And, uh, you know, I can't, as I said, I can't think of one thing they've done that I necessarily agree with. A lot of the things they've done just out of the sheer spite of of trying to overturn what Donald Trump did. There's a lot of people that didn't like Donald Trump, but I dare to have anybody say that he didn't accomplish a lot of good things. And all those good things may be for naught. If Biden continues on his way.
0: You know, you'd mentioned inflation. Inflation is already on the rise, and people, everyday Joes, see it when they go and uh, fill the gas tank. And, of course... It was uh, on ABC News the other day that inflation now, that all the different commodities were talking about raising rates because of transportation costs. They didn't mention that Joe Biden had shut down the XL pipeline, that he's going to be capping oil wells, that he stopped the drilling on um, national lands. Uh, we were energy independent under uh, President Trump, but now we are hedging towards being come uh, being we're putting ourselves at a disadvantage, raising oil rates and the pump prices this is going and the trucks that are going over the roads ladies and gentlemen that bring the goods they've got to pass along that cost to someone and it's going to be you and me brother as it as it were mike your thoughts
1: well i mean
2: i I think that's a perfect example of of uh, unintended consequences so the the reason proffered for for shutting down the Keystone pipeline is that we don't want to produce any more oil uh because uh it, it creates uh Excess carbon, and and we've got to worry about global warming. Yet what Joe Biden did now, first of all, that oil is not going to be. They're just not going to pour it pour it down a sewer someplace. They're gonna they're gonna export it someplace else, or they're gonna get it to the same place the pipeline would have taken it to refine it. It's it's not going to take it away from from, from existence. But now that oil is going to be transported by rail and trucks and and uh, and and. In, in methods that aren't nearly as efficient as a pipeline, there there's also the the you know potential for you know accidents and spills and things that would not happen uh, with a new pipeline coming from Canada. The unintended consequences are he didn't do a darn thing for the carbon footprint, and uh, and 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 he's only hurt the United States.
0: You know, I remember back in the day, Mike. You and I are old enough. We're in the Alaska pipeline, which going in. The environmentalists were saying this is terrible. There'll be oil disaster. There'll be an environmental disaster. Just the opposite <laughs> happened. There hasn't been any spills. In fact, it's actually uh, created a, an environment for wildlife around the pipeline. Uh, Rush Limbaugh was funny when he was with us. He was talking about that uh, polar bears actually, uh, you know, are on the increase in numbers around the pipeline in Alaska. So the no- misnomer that you know it's against the environment that's crazy it's it's just it doesn't make right. sense it's not scientific
2: well well we've, we've long since overcome uh, any issues with with a major company like uh, like bp in that case uh, not being uh, you know very responsible about environmental impact and, uh, and the the excuses of, of, of days gone by are just that they're they're no longer uh, valid and they keep kind of retreading these uh uh, these old excuses. There's there's no reason the Keystone isn't going through. It it does more for global warming if if that is what you believe is happening because it would net reduce carbon to keep the Keystone pipeline in place. They're still going to burn the the oil. It's still going to be used somewhere in the world. It's not going away, and we would be able to transport it with uh, with zero carbon. So. Again, Joe Biden uh, not necessarily accomplishing what he set out to do.
0: You know, when we look at the southern border, and it's certainly a crisis is uh, going on down there. Last month alone, I think the numbers came out today uh, from uh, the uh, border security, that 136,000 illegals came across the southern border in the month of March alone, the largest number since 2006. Your thoughts on the southern border crisis?
2: Well, you know, I believe in law and order, um, and somebody coming in this country illegally is not legal, <laughs> and, and it, it should not be allowed. We're either a country of laws or, or we, lose, we lose it all, and if we don't have borders, do we really have a nation? Um, there are about 750 people in the world that would like to move to the United States. That I remember a few... Poll that was taking taken a number of years ago, and even though we're this horrible country filled with systemic racism, we still have sev- almost a billion people want to want to end up in this country. Wow. wow, that squares with the with the the Democrat uh, theory on how terrible this country is. But but I can tell you, um, <clears throat> the idea of lo- allowing unlimited people in this country only hurts the people in at the lower in the lower wage categories, and. It every you know I'm i just I'm not sure if this is true. It was reported on Fox News, so there's probably a better chance than it was on CNN or uh, MSNBC. But apparently, it costs us $650 a day uh, for each one of these uh, oh illegal immigrants.
0: Yeah, that's now, right.
2: We are we are committed morally to provide asylum to somebody that's in in danger, but we are not committed to take every person that wants to come to the country. So they can get a better life. Unfortunately, I wish we could. We can't. That's right. You know, and 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 you know, you had Jeb Bush in, in in the 2016 election saying, "Well, it's an act of love when they when they break into the country and come across uh. legally." <laughs> well,
0: w- w- let's take the, let's take that to the logical extreme. Well, you know, I I have when to laugh, Mike, because my my grandparents, okay, Irish immigrants, okay, and Italian, <laughs> and my grandfather, an Italian, they came in through the The channels in New York, and they went through great scrutiny to get into this country, and they came in illegally, legally. Right. legally. Right. And, you know, and I just think Probably it's wrong to to hear right. this other and, and to give it such grandiose terms. That's ridiculous.
2: Well, I mean, he's saying you know they they love their families, they want to, and and I grant you, I, I understand how they feel. But the problem is this: if somebody cheats on their taxes, they're doing it so their family has more money too. Is that an act of love, and should that be forgiven too?
0: No. No.
2: It's a breakdown. It's a slippery slope. That's right. And, and, and uh, the breakdown of law and order... Uh, ultimately, our freedoms are destroyed.
0: Well, and, and the faith and trust of the United States, when they said to our elderly of Social Security benefits and Medicaid, when they're giving it to illegals, by the hundreds of thousands that are now trafficking across our southern border, they're taking away your Social Security. If you're listening to this program, you believed lies during the election that uh, President Trump or the Republicans would take away your Social Security. Look, my wife and I are going to get Social Security in a few years. My point is, that's not true the truth is the people coming illegally across the border who never paid into it they're the ones who are going to be taking away uh, and re- at putting at risk your entitlement programs that the federal government has pro- promised us mike uh, we're coming out of time here just uh, some final thoughts uh, how can people follow you and again you're considering a run for senate we want to be the first to know but how can people follow you facebook is one way mike gibbons on facebook how else
2: Right. Well, we haven't officially announced yet, so a lot of these things aren't in place. So I'm going to have to get back to you, Chris. But uh, um, I think if you uh, if you just Google uh, Mike Gibbons for Senate, it'll direct you to whatever we have in place. Uh, we're we're going to come to a conclusion here in the next week or two, and, uh, and and you know your your listeners should be hearing one way or the other if they're interested in in. in uh, In in continuing this conversation. Absolutely. Have anybody that's listening come out and and, uh, let me speak uh, about what I I believe.
0: Yep. Well, we run out of time, Mike. We're going to have you back. God bless you, my friend. Thanks for listening, and we'll have you back. Thank you. You have been listening to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. To learn more about the issues that matter most to you and your family, visit online at
2: ohioca.org. That's OhioCA.org. Thank you for listening. This program is sponsored by the Ohio Christian Alliance of Akron, Ohio.